All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Thursday, April 6th. The S&P down two days straight. Stocks looking at snapping a three-week win streak. Slowing job growth has traders worried about a recession and unemployment claims are higher than expected this morning. Plus, traders nervous going into the, uh, into a three-day weekend with the big jobs report being released tomorrow morning with markets close. And we'll see if we can sell calls on any of our open positions. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and I'm running the show solo today. Uh, but on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heikoder. He is traveling and uh, will be back with us on Monday. Um, but even though I'm alone today, I promise that you're in good hands. You could say we have a ton of experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, you have come to the right place. Now, before we dive in and show our positions and look at the possibility of selling calls, uh, what I'm looking for, and if there is a chance, let's take a look at what's moving the markets here. And I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so we can look at the S&P. And we see here the S&P, actually, uh, that's on a weekly. Let's go back to a daily. Well, you know, this week, so here's Monday the 4th, uh, S&P moving higher, looked like a nice start to the week. On Tuesday, we opened higher and uh, made some highs for the week and then reversed. So a reversal bar on uh, Tuesday and then yesterday we finished slightly lower. Right now, uh, we are down a little bit for the session. We'll see where this ends up, but Definitely a little weakness over the last couple of days following a, a pretty nice run up uh, since mid-March. So getting a little bit of a pullback here, we could look at the Dow. Uh, the Dow was able to finish positive yesterday. So the Dow eked out a quarter point gain for the session, uh, but similar, similar movement, a little more sideways in the S&P rather than pulling back, uh, but a nice strong Monday followed by a re reversal day on Tuesday, Wednesday a little bit higher, and today down about three-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ hardest hit yesterday, so the NASDAQ down over 1%. So uh, NASDAQ having a, a difficult time. Today, trying to claw back those early losses, uh, right now down two-tenths of a percent. So a little bit down for the day. And if we go to a weekly chart, we'll see that after a real nice uh, second half of, of March and actually for the last three weeks, three positive weeks higher, getting up towards the highs of the year, but in jeopardy of snapping this uh, three-week win streak uh, this week with the NASDAQ right now down 2% for the week and the S&P down about three-quarters of a percent. The Dow slightly higher for the week. So we'll see where this ends up. We mentioned it earlier. This week has been all about jobs. So jobs in the spotlight, jobs in the focus. Uh, and let's go ahead and go to the economic calendar. Uh, we, we've talked about it. On Tuesday, we had Jolt's job openings uh, 
showing that uh, open jobs have declined, dipping below 10 million uh, for the first time uh, in a while. And then yesterday, private payrolls coming in lower than expected, 145,000 new jobs uh, versus a 208,000 expectation, also much lower than the previous reading of 261. Now, this morning we had unemployment claims and unemployment claims also higher than expected with 228,000 Americans filing for first-time unemployment. And uh, this was lower than uh, the, the previous week's reading, but higher than the forecast of 200,000 jobs. So we could look at, at the E-mini S&P and, and see what happened overnight uh, when we pull up a five-minute chart to see the reaction. And you'll see here, Overnight trading, uh, markets dipping a little bit in the Asian session, then rallying in the European session uh, just about an hour and a half prior to the U.S. market open. We were trading at session highs. And then at 8.30 Eastern time, we had that unemployment claim release. Uh, and this uh, initially sent stocks lower. Markets open and uh, we, we made session lows. We bounced back a little bit. So things are a little quiet right now. Even though we're down for the day, things are a little quiet, a little resilient coming off of those lows. Uh, but jobs still absolutely in the spotlight. We know that the Fed wants to see job growth slow down uh, with their uh, inflation fight. So they know that that will help inflation combined with uh, their uh, rate hiking campaign. And now uh, it seems like traders are crazy, which they are. Uh, but what was good news is bad news and what's bad news is good news. And, and now we're, we're all over the place here because for the longest time, information like this would be a positive because traders would be looking at it thinking, hey, the Fed probably isn't going to raise rates if jobs are weakening and it looks like inflation could have peaked, right? And we could take a look at the CME FedWatch tool. Let me refresh uh, this. So here we see the probabilities based on Fed funds futures. This is actually shifted a little bit because earlier this morning, the probability of no hike at their May meeting. So that's going to be May 2nd, May 3rd, wrapping up on May 3rd. Uh, the probability of no hike was higher this morning, and now it's getting closer to 50-50 on whether the Fed will raise rates or whether they won't raise rates. But it seems like traders are now worried about job growth slowing, not because uh, not with it being a positive that the Fed might choose to not raise rates and eventually uh, cut rates sooner than expected, but that it could be a bigger concern on the economy and potentially lead to an, uh, a recession. So uh, we know that there's the discussion and talk about uh, recession fears and whether we have a soft landing or hard landing. Soft means that the Fed can navigate the water smoothly and, and basically bring down inflation without crushing the economy. A hard landing would be going into a deep recession because of the higher rates and uh, inflation and having a difficult time managing that. Right now, it seems like traders are mixed on what is going to take place at the May meeting. Now, tomorrow, we have the monthly jobs report. So this is going to be important. This is going to be huge. Now, it's not a federal holiday. So the jobs report is going to be re released tomorrow morning. Uh, but U.S. exchanges are closed. So we'll have to wait until Monday to really see what the reaction to that meeting is. Of course, you have some uh, trading overseas and futures will be open Sunday evening. 
Um, but uh, unlike a typical situation where you have markets open an hour after that report, so you could see exactly what the reaction is, at least in uh, the U.S., we'll have to wait until Monday to see how traders digest that information. But that's going to be a biggie. So jobs report uh, on uh, tomorrow, uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. And we see that at least for right now, average hourly earnings are expected to uh, be up a tick uh, at 0.3%. Non-farm employment numbers expected to come in at 236,000 jobs. This is lower than the 311 that uh, were added the prior uh, month, so 311,000 that is. And then unemployment rate is expected to come in at the same at 3.6%. So we'll see what happens here. And this is going to be the last jobs report uh, that the Fed has to uh, take into consideration for their May meeting because the, the May meeting is on Tuesday wrapping up on Wednesday and then the May or what would be the April uh, jobs report will take place that Friday. So the Fed won't have that information uh, to consider for their uh, policy statement and uh, rate decision. So jobs, 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 and we'll see what tomorrow brings. But now there are more uh, talks about recessions and uh, a recession and what, uh, what might take place here if the Fed can navigate a soft landing or not. Hey, we'll just have to see. Trade what we see, not what we think. Uh, we're still looking for nice opportunities. Although going into the uh, weekend, I am a little bit hesitant. I was open to taking a position because I do have some uh, some buying power that I can allocate if something looked really, really good with the wheel strategy. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at some opportunities uh, in a minute here, but uh, definitely want to be a little conservative going into the weekend with the jobs report tomorrow. Now, gold, gold. I want to bring up gold because gold is moving higher. And uh, let's go to a, a daily chart here. Gold has finished higher, uh, well, finished above uh, $2,000 an ounce for the last three sessions, down a little bit today. So uh, right now down a half of a percent. We'll see if uh, gold finishes lower. But more importantly, I'm interested to see if we stay above 2000 Looks like there's resistance there. I mean, this is a key round number for gold, 2,000 an ounce. Uh, can we stay above that level? Will it act as support if there's a pullback? Will we rally from here? Gold at 13-month highs. Uh, you know, a, a new record in gold is definitely within striking distance. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, highs not seen since October 2020. And gold typically does well in a recession and when gold is rising many times it is a a uh, prelude to a recession we'll have to see we'll have to see but uh gold definitely making a, a big move coming off 1820 1815-ish end of february early march and having a real real solid uh couple of weeks here so what does that mean for us how the heck do we trade this well Let's see. <laughs> let's look at open positions. And I want to bring up, uh, actually, let's go over here. We'll, we'll just stay here with TradingView and then pop over to PowerX Optimizer in a minute. So I still have AMD. And AMD has pulled back. Yesterday was a, a pretty decent pullback for AMD. I was really hoping that we could stay above 90, 
94, we, we kind of have this, this 94, 100 zone, 100 range. Uh, and I've been able to bring down my break even selling calls over the last couple of weeks. I was really hoping we'd snap back and, and push higher. I, I don't have concerns about this position, but it does look like we want to pull back a little bit. Uh, a, a pullback after such a, a big run is healthy, right? So I'm not concerned about a pullback. When we look at this move in, in uh, relation to the rally that we've seen this year, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but if we pull back here, I want to see some support. What was resistance might act as support on the way down. So uh, if we do have a little more downside, I'd like to see support around 89.90. I'm really hoping that we can see more follow through. Uh, from the beginning of the year and actually the end of last year uh, with, you know, fundamentally what was taking place with semiconductors and also uh, with semiconductors having such a rough 2022, uh, I firmly believe that 2023 is going to be a strong year for uh, semiconductors, which it has been. I, I mean, if we look at AMD, we see that year to date, 39%. That's huge. That's huge. That's why a pullback here is okay. But I'd rather stay in this range here uh, rather than really breaking down. Although, you know, when we look at things technically, I mean, even, even with this move, if we look at, you know, these lows to these highs, we're not even 50% down from these highs. Uh, right around this 30% level, FIB level for any of you FIB traders out there. Uh, so this is okay. It just means that for right now, I can't sell calls at my 104 cost basis. Um, I have collected a lot of premium on this one and I've been in it for a while. Now, if we look at CTRA, this is a trade that Marcus is in. I am not. I was called away at 26, sold 22 puts last week. Those expired worthless. Marcus is still in this. And uh, we were looking at the potential to sell calls at the 26 level, uh, this being for Marcus, not myself. And we'll, we'll look at this, uh, the wheel calculator, see where we're at here. Uh, take a closer look at this one. We'll also, in uh, today's video, look at Google. Google outpacing the market, uh, really having a nice day, even though the overall market's down. Google trading above 106. Uh, if uh, we stay at these levels, it will be the highest close for Google since February 7th, which is fantastic. And uh, we'll see what uh, Google calls look like. So uh, we'll, we'll take a look at those. We are also in PNC. So if we look at PNC, we have this range that's been established here after that banking crisis news. I, I like that things have calmed down. Sure, we've had a couple of uh, lower days uh, this week, but uh, a nice move higher up about a percent today. Uh, and more importantly, staying in this range where it does look like there's clear support. I do believe that to really see this one move, we need to get earnings um, out of the way and earnings are going to be, uh, be released on Friday. So with the big banks like JP Morgan kicking uh, JP Morgan kicking off earnings season next Friday, uh, PNC is also reporting and uh, looking to see if uh, that can help us with our position. Uh, we'll see a dividend payment of a dollar fifty uh, on Monday after earnings. That's ex dividend, so that's not when the payment is received. But being a shareholder on record a Monday at the open will allow us to be entitled to that dividend. So 
not that bad, but I, I definitely want to see us get to this upper range and move higher. I do feel good about this support. Looks like the worries here have have uh, calmed down a little bit, but now the next step is earnings for the banks, and we'll have to see what they have to say starting next Friday. Now let's go over to PowerX Optimizer and let's look at the calculator because I want to look at CTRA calls and also uh, Google calls here. And with the PowerX Optimizer and the calculator, we can see what sort of ROI, what sort of uh, a premium we can get at certain levels. And I want to look at CTRA first. Uh, I'm looking at the April 14th expiration and Marcus is assigned to 26. So for our style of trading, when we trade the wheel strategy, our goal is to only sell calls at our cost basis or higher. Uh, in rare exceptions, we might choose to do something a little different, but that's our general uh, plan when it comes to selling calls. Now here I can use this tool to see what the ROI would be. And we see that for the 2550 call, we could get 38% annualized. Now this is using the bid price, so we could actually do a little bit better um, if we split the bid ask and, and we get 30 cents. So the 2550 isn't bad for next week. However, Marcus is assigned to 26 and uh, based on the bid, getting 15% annualized, uh, only 10 cents there, not what he wants to, to do to sell calls. So uh, realistically, probably uh, getting 15 cents if you were to put in this trade. And, and so that ROI would be better. Uh, we could see actually what it would be. And 15 cents, that would be 23% annually. So a little bit on the low side. I know that Marcus uh, is not interested in selling calls just for the sake of selling calls. He wants to see that there's some nice premium there. And for us, that cutoff is 30% annualized based on the days of the expiration and the premium collected. Now we can take a look at Google. And here we'll look at the April 14th expiration as well. Uh, let me bring this up. And we see that getting to our 30% annualized, we can sell the 108 calls and get 35%. Not too bad. Not too bad. So Marcus could potentially sell calls, get that 30% annualized, which is the line in the sand for both of us. Uh, that's some nice premium there for the 108s for next Friday. Uh, going into this YouTube video, I uh, I don't know if uh, Marcus has uh, sold calls yet or not, uh, but some decent premium there. Uh, let's just look at a five-minute chart of Google, see if we're trading near highs. Okay, so after reversing in the first five minutes, found some support, uh, broke through this range and trading higher, Looks like uh, flirting with 106.35-ish, uh, made an attempt or made uh, session highs pull back, broke through session highs pulling back. So we'll see if we top out here, if we could get a little more follow through. My guess is if we have a little more follow through, Marcus is going to be all over that and uh, selling calls at 108. Um, and if we pull back from here, maybe maybe holding off and, until Monday, seeing if there's a little more follow through then. So uh, when we look at open positions, I'm waiting on AMD. I'm waiting on PNC. I do have some open buying power to allocate right now based on what I see since it's not really a big down day. Uh, most likely looking to the beginning of the week, hopefully, to add new positions. Uh, and maybe we will have an opportunity to do so because next week, looking at the economic calendar, 
there are some items on the uh, economic calendar that can move the market. We have CPI data released on April 12th, so that's Wednesday. Uh, we have uh, the Fed meeting minutes Wednesday afternoon as well. Core PPI on Thursday before the market opens. We have retail sales on Friday before the market opens. Also preliminary University of Michigan consumer sentiment. Now for me, the, the biggie is going to be this inflation data. So CPI on Wednesday, definitely one to watch, but some high impact reports that can move the market. I'd love to pick up another uh, position or two uh, and uh, looking forward to that. But right now it looks like with markets just kind of quiet here going sideways. It looks like traders are content uh, going into the three-day weekend and uh, the jobs report tomorrow. So uh, we'll see if we get a little more of a rally and Marcus sells those 108 calls or even a higher strike on Google uh, and also see what tomorrow brings with the jobs report before opportunities next week. Looking forward to a great weekend and a great week of trading next week. So we'll see you back here on Monday with Marcus joining me. If you like this recap and video and update, please give it a thumbs up and I'll be back here on Monday with Marcus. Until then, happy trading everybody.